Welcome back. This is Ivan this, on the Cycle Shack. So, uh, having a little technical difficulties with my studio equipment, so I decided to stick to the phone. That's the good thing about having uh, um, Anchor.fm. And if you haven't downloaded the Anchor.fm app, what are you waiting for? So, today is Sunday. I was supposed to record Friday, but unfortunately I couldn't. What's today? Sunday the 17th. I'm sorry, 18th. My days are off. So anyway, it's been crazy here in New York, upstate. And Thursday, when I did the quick little skit, the recording, announcing the Cycle Shack uh, for the weekend, it was about 60 degrees. Saturday night, it was about 25 degrees, and we had a nice little snowstorm producing about six inches. So, yeah, the weather's been crazy for sure. But you know what? Soon the two wheels will be on the ground because uh, we're heading into March soon. So that's a good thing. So moving along. Three little quick topics, and we'll make it fast. Harley-Davidson, we all know that they're doing kind of bad with their reports, but the fourth quarter report, the sales... Basically, the company is doing a lot better than what people think or what even Harley thought. Because apparently, despite declining sales, Harley-Davidson is making strategic investments that will likely pay off in the future. In the meantime, the company has proven its longevity and economic downturns and provides a healthy over 3% dividend that investors can enjoy in the meantime to de-risk their portfolio. So in other words... Even though they didn't meet their expected targets, they did a lot better in the fourth quarter than what anybody estimated they were going to do. And they rose up a certain percentage. So it's getting there. It's probably at a turning point. Let's hope it continues. So gets me to my next topic. And it will hopefully move into the next segment because from what I can see, I can only do five minutes on the phone. Ah, the next part of this is that Harley, unfortunately, is recalling more than 250,000 motorcycles worldwide because their brakes might fail. This is a voluntary recall, which last week Harley said would cost them $29.4 million. And it will cover the CVO Touring and VSRC uh, model bikes from 2008 through 2011 equipped with anti-lock brakes 175,000 of those bikes were sold in the US now what this means is they're going to have to spend 29.4 million dollars to correct these recalls as people bring them in what's the actual defect it's not the anti-lock braking system itself it is the brake fluid Something in the brake fluid that if the brake fluid gets old, it um, seizes or does something to the mechanism in the anti-lock brake system. Um, so it is a recall with the fluid system. So what they're doing is they're draining the fluid, um, purging it, checking the anti-lock brake system, and they're refilling it with a new platinum DOT4 brake fluid um, that will be guaranteed by Harley-Davidson. So... That is the actual recall. So hopefully that rise in profit that they saw in the fourth quarter to make a turn 
to a positive light, this recall came out maybe weeks after, and hopefully it doesn't, you know, destroy them. And um, I don't know. It remains to be seen. So, again, hardly doing good in their fourth quarter. Now they have a recall for the anti-lock brake system. So, again, let's hope this doesn't hurt them. Um, Harley was trying to reach out to millennials by coming out with a few new bikes. We are hearing that they could come out with uh, a new Sportster lineup. I can't wait to see those for 2019 to be announced a little bit later in 2018 with the Pan America and other Sportsters. Um, that's not a rumor. That is apparently what they're going for. And they're still sticking with the street lineup, the Street 500 and the Street 750. They believe that they will reach to the millennials. So, real quick, what is a millennial? Well, what we're thinking about is the age of 34 and under, right? The motorcycles are not appealing to that genre of youth. So, nobody wants, you know, their... Uh, well, let's make it clear, first and foremost, even before we get into the millennial thing, because that's already played out. Um, Harley-Davidson still continues to be the number one producer of motorcycles in the United States and up its most, how can I say, it's its most profitable bike, it is most appealing motorcycle, and it is most sold in the U.S. is the touring street glide, road glide specials, okay? Um, it is the best sales they've had. Um, it is the best-selling bike that they've had. So, with that being said, appealing to the millennials. Well, everyone wants a lighter, more economical motorcycle. And granted, by Harley-Davidson's are not, not the most economical. You do get a lot of bang for your buck with a Harley-Davidson nowadays. They are not what they used to be. They are nowhere near what they used to be. They produce a way better product than what they used to back in the AMF years, where they gained the reputation of being... Um, uh, bikes that just dripped oil all the time and broke down, which wasn't necessarily true. Um, and it's not just me being touchy because it's Harley Davidson and I am pro Harley. It's just a fact. Um, Harley is trying to appeal to that 34 and under bracket by coming out with more affordable bikes without skimping on quality. And that's kind of hard to do. And that's what they're trying to do. So they're going to continue to do it. Okay, my theory, the next batch of baby boomers has not been born yet. What do I mean by that? I'm in my 40s. I'm into that Harley touring scene. So I buy directly from Harley. I do everything with Harley, anything to do with Harley, etc. You do not, Harley does not profit by a person buying a used bike on Craigslist, a used Harley on Craigslist. You have to buy from a Harley-Davidson dealership. Now, that's what millennials do. With this day and age, in, in, in the era of internet with Craigslist and, and now the little ads you see on Facebook with people selling cars, motorcycles, property, etc. Um, <clears throat> people are buying a lot of used products, cheap, including motorcycles. And um, especially the millennial group. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so... Hopefully Harley can hang in, and my theory is is that uh, 
you know, as I get older and I stop writing, the group that we now know as the millennials will be that group that will be riding Harleys. So, again, while every other American motorcycle company has gone under, Harley has remained on the top. Indian has faded in and out twice over, and they're back again. And hopefully they stay back because, you know what, Harley needs that competition to stay vibrant um, in the American market. Now, I don't compare them to Yamaha, Suzuki, Kawasaki, Honda, etc., because that is the Japanese motorcycle. That's the Japanese cruiser. They're in a different class, although they compete with Harley. I'm talking about an American motorcycle company um, that can stand alongside Harley to give them that competition. You know, it's obvious that Yamaha is the competition. They they produce cheaper bikes um, and all the other Japanese motorcycle companies, etc., or metric bikes. So it, it it's good that we have. It was you know I'm sad to say that victory left, but. Um, So, by victory leaving, you now have um, just plain out Iron, um, Iron Horse Indian motorcycles. And um, another company that I watch in the American, American motorcycle market, even though it's not a huge company, um, and there, are, there aren't many bikes produced, is ARC. Art Motorcycles is the motorcycle company that is owned by Keanu Reeves and Garth Hollinger. They make a beautiful bike. So anyway, moving forward, Harley needs to get with the engineering and uh, get some, some good engineers on board that know what's going on in the motorcycle world. Um, something that will appeal to millennials, quote-unquote. But um, I think Harley-Davidson will be around for years to come. So... I'll keep you guys posted on that as we go along. And um, Harley-Davidson has been in the news a lot lately. That's why I've been kind of touching on them. This is not just a Harley-Davidson post. It's a motorcycle uh, post or podcast per se. But again, I'm particular to Harley-Davidson. And I, I grow concerned for their success. But they'll be here for years to come. They are, when you think American-made, when you think American motorcycle. When you think of motorcycle, the first thing that comes to your head is a Harley Davidson. You know that, especially in the in the American market. So, moving forward. Last but not least, well, least for this podcast anyway. Sons of Anarchy. I was excited to read that this past weekend. Um, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Kurt Sutter, the creator of Sons of Anarchy, unveils plans for a prequel and a sequel. We all kind of knew that, but we didn't know for sure. So we're in for a treat because according to Kurt Sutter, Sons of Anarchy is going to be a four-chapter deal. What does he mean by that? Well, you've got Sons of Anarchy. That was uh, present time. Okay, That was present day. For the club that was present day of the story you have mayans mc that will take place now coming up soon uh sometime later this year and that is going to be a post jacks teller series involving the mayans motorcycle club now post jacks teller meaning after jacks death okay that is when that story is going to be told but lo and behold kurt sutter has now released plans okay for Sons of Anarchy, the club themselves hitting the screen, the TV screens again. 
in a prequel that will be titled First Nine, which will basically takes place um, to where John Teller, Jax's father, and Piney Winston, Opie's dad, were in Vietnam. Then them returning back home and trying to live in this world where all they knew was war. Brotherhood, camaraderie, watching each other's back. How they begin to start the Sons of Anarchy Club. Up to the point where they possibly meet Gemma, but Jax is not born yet. So that's where that series is going. And I'm glad to hear that because it shows how it all began. Um, then the, the, the fourth chapter would be the <laughs> looking ahead at, again, the post-Jax Teller, his two sons, Abel and Thomas. The final chapter will be what happens to Abel and Thomas when they get older. Who, t- who took care of them? Who raised them? How were they raised? How do they lead up to find out about the Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club? And who becomes the rebel and who becomes not so rebel? You know, you would think Abel, who saw all the killing and all the craziness, would be the more, I guess, crazier one to be like his dad, Jax Teller, in the club, involved in the club. But who knows? They may do the spinoff where Thomas, who didn't see anything of it, just has that spirit in him and wants to find out about his dad. And all roads point to Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club. And he returns to Charming to meet with the crew and become a member of the club. Or, I don't know, they can go so many ways with this, but it's exciting to hear. Um, I don't know. Whatever's in the mind of Kurt Sutter will be remain to be seen. So there's just so much they could do with Sons of Anarchy now. And again, that post spinoff where they show uh, Jax's kids. <clears throat> um, I'd be excited to see that because I want to know in what direction that, that goes. <coughs> I mean, in the last episode, you saw that Jimmy Smith's character, uh, Nero Padilla, takes them to... A farm, an uncle's farm that he purchases with their mom. And away they go. So what goes from there? I can't wait to see it. I can't wait. I think that Kurt Sutter's sitting on a gold mine and he should keep it going. You'd be surprised. A lot of people want to see this thing come back to the TV screen, including myself. Everyone I talk to who's a fan. So, yeah, I'm waiting to see when Mayans MC comes out. Yeah, you know, it's not going to keep us as excited. But you know what? I think because it has something to do with Sons of Anarchy, the TV series, I think people will be into it. But I know people are going to be gearing up uh, for that uh, Sons of Anarchy, uh, the, the, the pre-SOA years. Again, where they show a young John Teller at war in Vietnam. Um, I, I, I want to see that also. I want to see how it all becomes, and I hope they don't screw that up because that's going to be an integral part. There's also going to be the piece missing. Let's say, okay, you had the present-day Sons of Anarchy, which passed. You've got Mayans MC, and you've got the the uh, Sons of Anarchy where it would show where his sons grew up. So, and what I'm reading, the pre-Sons of Anarchy series with John Teller um, creating the club 
it's going to stop somewhere before Jax Teller was born. So that leaves an integral part of the storyline where, okay, now Jax Teller's born to where his father passes and then him moving on and becoming VP of the club up until the present day Sons of Anarchy era starts. So, I mean, again, this can go in so many different directions and I'm rambling on, I'm tired. So, you know what? We'll leave some of it for the next time. If we hear anything else, I'll gladly report it. Thanks for listening. If you have not downloaded Anchor.fm, because I know this is put up on other uh, platforms, what are you waiting for? It's really simple. Go on your browser, go on your phone, whether it's Android or an iPhone, download the app Anchor.fm and sign up to the Cycle Shack and listen away and all the other thousands of shows that are on this thing. Um, it's great for podcasting, especially from the phone. Hey, I couldn't have it, uh, my studio available right now. And look, I'm doing this from my uh, kitchen island on the phone. So anchor.fm, if you haven't gotten it, what are you waiting for? Great product. I'm Ivan Rodriguez. This is the Cycle Shack. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time. Hey, tell me what you think. The Cycle Shack podcast at gmail.com or check out the Cycle Shack podcast on Facebook. And do me a favor. Like the show, rate it, give me feedback, call in. Uh, I got thick skin, folks. Tell me what you'd like. Talk to you soon. Thanks.